Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. It's TalkSport, Sam Matterface and Alex Crook. We're here through till one o'clock this afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, on Friday afternoon, the jury at Cresta, uh, Chester Crown Court found former Manchester City footballer Benjamin Mendy not guilty of raping a woman and attempting to rape another. In January, the defender had also been found not guilty on six counts of rape and one count of sexual assault. It brought to an end a two-year uh, period, which he was charged with incredibly serious crimes. Arrested initially in 2020, spent 134 days in jail. Manchester City stopped paying him in 2021 once he was charged. He signed a six-year contract in 2017, worth £31 million in all, but he's had to sell property and personal items to fight bankruptcy in the attempt to clear his name. Several footballers tweeted over the weekend asking for more protection for high-profile athletes who find themselves accused and then found not guilty of these crimes. But those tweets and the verdict weren't received positively universally. Whatever you think of the outcome, there is a lack of faith in the justice system on both sides. The Victims Commissioner says rape reporting is effectively a lottery and the odds are rarely in your favour. In the year to December 2021, there were 67,125 rape offences recorded, an all-time high, yet the number of completed rape prosecutions plummeted from 5,190 in 2016-17 to just 2,409 in 2020-21, suggesting it's become even more difficult to prove the offence one way or another. This crime, from accusation to outcome causes unimaginable grief, devastation and disruption to the lives of all involved. But what next for Mendy? Can he rebuild his career or is his reputation damaged beyond repair? John Smith is one of the Premier League's most experienced football agents and he joins us now. John, it's not an easy subject to discuss, but many will be asking, what next for Benjamin Mendy? Good morning. Um, I think it's going to be difficult. Uh, I think we're in a 
we're in an era where you've only got to suggest negativity for that to become a cloak of inconvenience for you, um, possibly for always. I mean, I could throw out aspersions against you and Alex, which could be completely false or could have some truths. And I've just colored the diagram. Um, and yet you might be completely innocent of those supposed allegations, but they'll stick with some people. They will stick. And if you look back last week, um, before Hugh Edwards was named in the in the media stories, um, a few other names were thrown across social media. And I've spoken to people over the last few days who have said, yeah, okay, we, we know it's the name is Hugh Edwards. But, you know, who knows about the others? Maybe. And I think society's got to learn to get over itself at moments like this. John, is there a case when you look at this situation with Mendy, obviously at the moment people who uh, accuse somebody of a sexual offence, their anonymity is protected. Is there a case for the anonymity of the person being accused to be protected until they're found guilty? Yeah, it's, funny. it's funny you should say that. I was scribbling some notes just before I came on air with you. And I, one of the things I wrote was naming potential offenders, question mark. Absolutely. Um, you know, Benjamin will be okay. He'll be okay. He's got a very decent agent, Mayesa. I never can, can never pronounce his name. Mayesa Diaya. Diaya. But anyway, Mayesa. Um, he's very solid. He's a Parisian agent. He's got a lot of big names around him. Um, he'll find a home for him. I think it's unlikely it will be in the UK. He'll find a home for him possibly in France. Certainly there'll be opportunities for him in the Middle East, but it's not the career shape that he would have wished. Uh, so yes, he'll be okay. But um, naming of potential offenders who are not proven to be offenders has become a, a, a real negative cesspit over the last 20 years here in the UK. And you're absolutely right, it should be questioned. Would you ever, as an agent, bearing in mind that uh, Benjamin Mendy once bragged about sleeping with 10,000 women, ever tell your players to try to behave differently in their personal lives? Look, allegedly there were some interesting times in Benjamin's life. Um, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you because potentially you cross that invisible line of behaviour. And so, yes, I think... I would caution all of the clients I've had over the years. I have cautioned them. I've been around that business for nearly 40 years now. We've been through many, many iterations of, of circumstances similar to this. Um, you just get on with your job. But sitting alongside that is the marketability of the person. And there have been some wonderful personalities. Uh, I mean, I worked with Diego Maradona for five years. And as well as being, in my humble opinion, the world's greatest ever footballer, um, he also had an engaging personality. And I, I always encouraged him to, to, to promote that. And he did that through his commercial deals. So that you walk that line between promoting the fun side of your life and, and the commercial sponsors around you, and therefore talking off of the field, together with the fact that you're a professional athlete. And professional athletes are admired because of their athleticism and their ability and you have to balance that out so yes you have to be cautiously promotive of your existence 
John, it's interesting to hear you say you, you don't believe that Benjamin Mendy will be able to resume his career here in the UK. Do you think that's the same for Mason Greenwood as well? Because obviously there's this big investigation that is still going on uh, at Manchester United. He is still a Manchester United player, but he's not training with the first team. There's talk that he might be sent out on loan. Do, do you think it will be difficult for Mason to continue his career in England as well, despite the fact he hasn't been found guilty of any criminal offence? All the charges against him have been dropped, haven't they? Yeah, and I think the answer is yes. Um, again, sadly, you've only got to throw out a comment and watch it grow on social media and look back at some of the other incidents that have taken place over the last um, five, ten years of named players. We could all name two or three of them. Um, their careers haven't exactly been stellar since since their um, since their declaration of of complete innocence. And yet this cloak of unacceptable social behaviour exists. And again, I don't want to keep castigating social media because it it actually is a good voice as well. But it does tend to promote negativity. And just finally, John, would you be advising him to seek some kind of financial compensation for what he's been through, be that suing the police or, or the CPS, because clearly there's been a loss of earnings, there's probably been a loss of advertising revenue as well, or would you just advise him to draw a line under that and move on? That's a really good question, because if you look at the Cliff Richard case, he absolutely was right to pursue the BBC and the police who jumped on his fame to promote themselves. Um, however, on this occasion... It may be, and I'm not party to all the all the litigation that went across both sides. It may be that this case had evidence that the police or the CPS found was strong enough to pursue it. Obviously, they they did. If I was advising him, I would advise him to um, say positive words towards any victims in this arena. He's proven innocent, but let's not just avoid it let's mention that there are people that and this is the thing that worries me some of these cases come to court and it demeans the real cases because sometimes they come to court because of the fame of the individual rather than the validity of the case and that demeans the validity of serious cases and so I would speak about it then I would move on pursue your career and come back again and talk about something else, something good, something positive, again in six, nine months' time. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. And it's a brilliant goal by Harry Maguire, the Manchester United captain. Harry Maguire, who is no longer the Manchester United captain. He's never settled at Man United. He's never really grabbed the opportunity. If you're not playing for Manchester United and you're not the first name on the team sheet, you can't be the captain of the football club. It's as simple as that. This is Ten Hag saying you don't have any future at all. You're you're done at Manchester United, so get your people to sort your move out. He's not been good enough. That is the key point. He's still the captain. It's been talk over the last couple of seasons. Is he going to stay at Manchester United? But I think now we probably know that he's going to be walking out of the door. It just depends where to. 
Harry Maguire says that he has been stripped of the Manchester United captaincy by Eric Ten Hag. It was a statement released yesterday. He was appointed as skipper by Ten Hag's predecessor in January 2020, five months after signing uh, from Leicester for £80 million. The England centre-back says he's extremely disappointed but will continue to give my all in the shirt. I think it's pretty clear that this is not about the captaincy really as much as it is about indicating to Maguire that Manchester United want to move him on. Will it happen? I don't know. Um, I'm not convinced that he's pushing to leave. Obviously, he's got a very lucrative contract. He was given a pay rise as a result of a clause in that contract. We understand when Manchester United qualified for the Champions League last season. There is interest from West Ham. David Moyes is a fan of Maguire. I personally think it's best for all concerned if he was to move on, but I'm not entirely convinced that will be the outcome. You said something inflammatory on breakfast this morning, which Surely I thought not. was unnecessary. Uh, De Gea and Maguire were comfortable being part of an underperforming Manchester United team. Where's your evidence for that? Uh, well, the evidence is is in the stats. You know, Matt, this... well, no, no, you said they were comfortable being part of an underperforming team. How do you know they were comfortable with it? Well, I haven't seen enough evidence in terms of their body language on the pitch to suggest that they've done too much to change the direction of travel. If you look at the, the great Manchester United captains, let's look at the Premier League era. Well, this wasn't for a example. great Manchester United team, though, was Steve it? Steve Bruce, Gary Neville, Peter Schmeichel, Eric Cantona. They all led by example. De Gea to a point, I think you can look at his own performance and say actually, barring one or two high-profile errors, he was a fairly consistent performer. Harry Maguire, to me, looks like a player who was weighed down by the Manchester United shirt. He was certainly weighed down by the captaincy, and he hasn't led by example. I don't think he can seriously walk into a meeting with Eric Ten Hag and question his exclusion from the first team. Uh, Maguire played more minutes than anyone else en route to the Europa League semi-finals in August 2020, the COVID season. He played the second most minutes in Europe in the season before the Euros, directly after that in 2021. He was a vital part of a Manchester United team that got to a European semi and a European final, bearing in mind they hadn't won a trophy for four years prior to that. He played an England side that reached the Nations League final, the World Cup semi-final and the Euros final. He got injured. He had an incident in Mykonos and admittedly, things haven't been as good since then. But Eric Ten Hag and many managers before have been playing a right-footed centre-back at left centre-half in a team that lacked any midfield protection and largely without a top-level manager up until the arrival of Ten Hag. And I think you'd agree with that uh, up until last August. Just to slur him and to use him as a scapegoat and batter him is cheap, I think, because you sometimes can just accept he isn't in the manager's plans. The last couple of years hasn't worked out. But just move on. Yep. Yeah. I agree with you. I think it's best for all concerned if he were to move on. But if you're asking me to sit here and critique Maguire's well, Manchester United career... I don't know, understand well, that's why what we're doing, haven't we? Well, no, you don't need to do that. You why don't do need, we not need to do that? You don't need to sit there and say that he has quite, he's been quite happy being part of an underperforming Manchester United team. There's no need to say that, is there? Well, that's my opinion. You, we're you here th- to give opinions, You thought at one stage that he was a great defender. I did. I was excited. In fact, you I said was excited. back yeah. on August the 19th, 2019, I'm having a debate with Sam Matterface. I say Harry Maguire is a Rolls Royce of a defender. He reckons he is more of a Land Rover discovery with Satnav. Who's right? Well, there you go. You were right. I was wrong. So, so, so you knew right at the start that Harry Maguire wasn't up to Manchester United's well, standards. A Land, a Land Rover Discovery is pretty, a, a pretty good car, but it's not a Rolls Royce. I call it more of a Skoda. So you over you you over uh, promoted him at the beginning, and yeah. you've just been let down by your own expectation. I think. <laughs> Any fan of any football club, if their club pay £80 million for a defender, they're entitled 
to have fairly had, high had expectations. Had you not watched it beforehand, then yeah. you didn't know what you were getting. And, and this is why. And, and then you thought no. you were getting a Rolls Royce. So the, after the Europe, so after it got to a World Cup semi-final, you thought it was a you thought it was a Rolls Royce, and now you've changed your mind. I thought he was a very good player before he came to Manchester United. Rolls Royce, and that backs up my point. He has crumbled under the weight of being a Manchester United player. He's not the first player. He won't be the last. Rolls Royce. You said it was a Rolls Royce. Rio Ferdinand's it a Rolls Royce. But the engine is uh, is running on empty, and it has been for some time. Who's going to be the new captain? The the obvious the obvious choice, I think, is Bruno Fernandes because he did it last season. There's a lot of people who who maybe feel like he isn't the ideal candidate, but actually, again, you, you'll tell me that he played more minutes than any other player. In Europe, I think you could see a difference in Bruno Fernandes. He, he led the press. Okay, there were histrionics at times. We all remember that 7-0 at Liverpool when he didn't cover himself in glory wearing the armband. But uh, I think he would be a possibility. And Casemiro, I think, has gone on record and said that he sees himself as a leader. I wouldn't be against that either. Um, in terms of uh, the future for Maguire, we expect people like West Ham to go in and try and take him to the club is that something he'd be interested in do you think it'll be something that happens rather more likely to be a loan deal rather than a permanent deal bearing in mind the the, uh, the monetary value involved in that new contract or not new contract but the pay rise that he got because they got to the Champions League it's a difficult one for Manchester United because it's a, it's, it's a bad look to let an £80 million signing go out of the football club on loan uh, they would still be picking up a big percentage of his wages if that happened and actually then they're, they're not particularly blessed in that centre-back area because we know that Varane won't stay fit for a whole season history tells us that I thought Luke Shaw proved himself to be a very good centre-back when he filled in last season that may well be his future but at the moment he's still the best left-back on the books because I think Malassia has still got a bit of maturing to do so I don't think necessarily Eric Ten Hag is trying to forcibly remove Harry Maguire but clearly this is a, a big indication that he's not going to be starting games on a regular basis well, there's, a, there's a European that, Championship at the end of the season and a lot of England fans are unhappy despite the fact that he's never let England down I agree with you on that that Maguire continues to be picked despite the fact he's not playing minutes for his football club I think he's got genuine competition now in the form of Levi Colwell so I think he's got a big decision to make does he want to be starting for England next summer if he does I think he has to leave uh, look he hasn't got genuine competition in terms of Levi Colwell, who hasn't played a minute yet for the England national He's going to have a, so, a breakthrough and, and, season. Well, he may you, well you, do, but, you haven't, but, you, but listen, your last prediction was is that, Harry, that Harry Maguire was a Rolls Royce, so let's not, let's not predict the future too much. We don't know what's going to happen with that yet. Ultimately, the, the, this, the, the situation with Maguire is another example of Ten Hag being a little bit more ruthless. And I like that. And he did the same with De Gea as well. However... You've got to make sure that you've got the, the budgetary requirements to make the, the necessary acquisitions to replace those players. It looks like they're going to get Anana, but who are they going to look to to replace Maguire if indeed he does end up leaving? Because let's be clear, this is about getting him to leave because there's absolutely no reason to have this big public drama unless Eric Ten Hag is trying to pull a lever, an extra lever, to get him out of the club. Because think- ultimately, if he goes, if they're going to sell him anyway... He is going to. He's not going to be the Manchester United captain, so you don't need to make a big announcement. He went through the whole of last season without really wearing the armband because he wasn't playing in the in, in the first team. Yeah, I think once again this is Ten Hag flexing his muscle as he's been seen to do. We saw the Ronaldo situation. We've seen that it was his call ultimately not to reward David de Gea with that new contract, and I don't mind that because I think for too long there's been a sort of jobs for the boys mentality at United. I mean, Phil Jones has only just left, which is a, a ridiculous situation. They got themselves into. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, who 
was the man who appointed Maguire as United captain was was too softly, softly. I think they need that ruthlessness if they're going to get back to anywhere near the levels that they have been in the past. And there's still some way from doing that. So I, I'm all in favour of what Ten Hag is doing. And what we're seeing this summer is the ball backing Ten Hag. He wanted Anana as the new number one. That deal is now going to happen. He wanted Mason Mount in midfield. Manchester United have paid the money to prize him away from Chelsea. He wants Rasmus Hoyland as a new number nine. Let's see what happens there. Then I think the next target actually is Sofian Amrabat in midfield. I've not heard of too many centre-backs who've been linked. But the big test of this Manchester United board, and it's an area they've fouled in time and time again, is moving on players who aren't part of the future and yeah I would put Maguire in that in that category I think Fred will probably leave but how much are they going to get back for him Anthony Martial is a problem he's got a year left on his contract mm. he's on massive money and he never scores any goals United have been bad sellers they need to improve on that but they've been good buyers this summer I think so so you Glazers in now I'm Ten Hagen. Of course I'm not Glazers in. Uh, Maguire, his fault was that he does not read the game, says Phil Brown. Not necessarily sure that's true, but I think certainly in the last few years at Manchester United, it has been difficult for him and he's made a few high-profile mistakes. Hello, Alex and Sam. Highly paid footballers will always be judged unfairly due to the mountain of money they are paid. Rarely meets the summit of a fan's expectation. That's from Don in, Dom in Surrey. Uh, you need a player with passion for the manager and the badge. And who's vocal? My choice is Lissandro Martinez. Not uh, against from that. From Dave in Somerset. I think he'd be a terrific captain. For Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes is the most likely to replace him, though, bearing in mind he wore the armband on 42 different occasions last season, and Eric Ten Hag actually audibly talked him up towards the end of last campaign. Hard edged, hard nosed, hard to beat, outspoken. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. With White and Jordan. But I'm delighted to say that we're joined in the studio now by the former Cardiff player and assistant manager, Sol Bambo, who joins us. Hello. Morning. Nice to see you. Good to see you too. Good, nice to see you smiling as well uh, and uh, ready for uh, what will be, I suppose, an, an interesting season for you because at this moment in time you're not involved in football. Has that ever happened to you before? Uh, no, not as long as I can remember, but it's, it's good. It's a good break. You enjoy with the family, uh, taking time for myself and uh, it's been good, but hopefully it won't last too long because I'm football crazy. I want to go back in. Yeah, and the last position that you held was as the assistant manager at Cardiff last month when Savly Lamucci was replaced by... Uh, Errol Bullets as the club's yeah. manager. You went for that job as well. And at one stage, you seemed to be close to, to be getting it. What what happened? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of confusion in there. And to be fair, if to be completely honest with you guys, and uh, the club's been brilliant. Uh, I spoke to, directly to uh, 
uh, Mehmet Dalman, the chairman. Uh, I don't know if you can recall when the statement came out about Sabri leaving, my name wasn't mentioned mm. and it wasn't reason, reason for that. So we talked. It wasn't, it wasn't meant to be, unfortunately, but, you know, I, I wish the best to the new manager. They've been quite busy, Cardiff, in the transfer window already, but obviously the, the most headline-grabbing signing is the return of, of Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because obviously he's not played a lot of football in the last couple of years. The Championship is an unforgiving league. And it's a big leap of faith from Ramsey himself to turn down more lucrative offers from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I think it's credit to himself to come back home. Obviously, he's home for him. His family living there. It's a massive coup for the club, quickly, let's be honest. And I think, obviously, the jury is out. We have to wait and see because we all know his injury porn. But it's a massive coup for the club. It's good for him. And I think last season he played 27 games. I think this is this is half a championship season. So if he can at least do that, I think Cardiff would be happy with that. But they definitely have to manage him. And he's a top player. He, he had an unbelievable career. So for the for the Cardiff fan, I'm, I'm living there. So trust me, the, the, the city is buzzing the last couple of days. And it's a good coup. But obviously, we have to wait and see if he can if he can deliver. Because like you said, the championship is unforgiven. Yeah, sure. a couple of good players that you've got there down at Cardiff or had there down at Cardiff. Ruben Colwell is one of those. Um, it was your first coaching role when you stepped in in January. You helped save them, um, keep them in the in in the in the championship, which was incredibly important for the club. Mm. But uh, what was it like the, the squad and, and taking over from uh, Steve Morrison as part of the the, the the management team? It was a, a difficult time for the club. Yeah, it was, and I think. Obviously, when you walk into a new job, especially in January when we walk in, it is because it's a problem. It's always been a good team. I think, to be completely honest with you, I said that to the club and to everyone, I think Steve Morrison deserves a bit more time. Unfortunately, he didn't have it. He had like 19 new players, you know, so the turnaround of player was massive, so he needed a bit more time. We walked in, I think the confidence was low. We all know that, and, you know, it's a business result. You need to win games, you have confidence. So that's all we try to do with, with Sabri, try to bring the confidence back, and you win a couple of games, and that's Set. But you mentioned a couple good play, young players have got there in uh, Codwell and other very, very good players. And they were all low on confidence, you know, and I think that's, that was the key and we managed to do that. Someone who's never low on confidence is, is Neil Warnock. Your, <laughs> your former manager did yeah. an incredible job keeping Huddersfield in the division. He said that he only really takes jobs from February or March, but he's obviously gone back on that. He's taken it on a permanent basis. Have you have you spoken to him? How oh, yeah. enthused is he about the new season? Yeah, he's buzzing. I actually just talked to him on the train just now when I was coming in. So, you know, we in regular contact with him. Um, he's looking forward to it. I think he did mention, like, he could be difficult because, you know, he, he liked to work three months a, a year now. <laughs> uh, but he's buzzing, you know, he's excited, he's looking forward to it, he's looking at players everywhere and try to bring as much as he can. And I'm looking forward to watch it. And I'm, I, listen, it's no surprise with Nim Warnock, I'm sure this is going to be fine and potentially, you know, you never know, could make the top six. And what about you? What are you going to do next? Because you've been an assistant manager, you've gone for a job as a head coach. What is the next step? Well, to be fair, uh, Sam, I don't think it was a big gamble to go as a as a as a manager or as a head coach straight away. You know, I don't pretend because I played the game for you know nearly twenty years. I know everything, so I want to learn my trade. I think my first job as assistant manager was perfect, and with Sabri, I work under him and we speak French together. So it was it was perfect to ease my out. But I do think you know carry on maybe as assistant or as a coach somewhere would be good to learn and uh, and and one day eventually become a manager. Is anything in the pipeline? Have you have you got any offers to, to go in and be a number two anywhere? No, nothing at the minute. Uh, obviously, Sabri still want to continue with me, so we're looking into that. Uh, he had a few 
interest but nothing nothing concrete yet and uh, he's still he's still waiting obviously if he found a job I'm probably going to jump with him is, is, is it true that he decided not to take up the role at Cardiff City yeah he's been talked uh, they had talk with, I know he met the owner here in London and they had a chat about it and I think you know he he wasn't convinced and to be honest the owner wasn't convinced either so I think they, they, they decide to, to, to go separate ways is he tricky to work for Vincent Tan uh, <laughs> well, to be fair, as a player, it's not because you know he, we. I don't go involved with him. You know, we just we just play the game. But you know, get I'm I'm, I'm on the other side now, and obviously, you know, he had a few phone call with the manager, tell him what to do or how he want the team to play and what player he want to get involved. So you know, it's no, it's not as straightforward as as you know people think but he's, he's, he's a very good owner I have to say Is that why Sabri Lamucci didn't want to take it up? Because no I don't he, think it's just that I think he's he being that. told what to do by the chairman No 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 he's a bit he's a very mix of everything you know uh, I think I think for some reason, I think for for both party, I think it was best to just to, to, to for them to go separate ways. It's interesting, isn't it? You look at the direction of travel at, at football clubs more and more. The sort of role of a sporting director in this country is becoming as significant as it always was in Europe. Do you see the role as a, a manager now more of a, a sort of head coach and working on the training ground, and somebody else signs the players? Is that is that the way it's going? Yeah, definitely. I think that's what missing a Cardiff, to be honest, uh, with you, Cooksey. I think. Uh, He's been missing a sport director for, for, for many years. I think I understand why uh, the owner don't want to do that because he, he got burned before, you know, when Mark Mackay was there and uh, he still remember that. And when you talk about sport director, I can't if he's not happy about it. So I think most of club got it. And I think he made the, 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 the work of the manager easy because, like you said, he can concentrate on the on the football. And I think that's the way football's going now. So every club in Europe got sporting directors. So I think Cardiff should do that, in my opinion. And I think that's the way football goes now. Um, I've had quite a few text messages that have come in in support of you. When Sol is on the show, can you please tell him how much he is loved by the Cardiff oh, fans? He's a legend of the club. He should <laughs> never have been allowed to leave, um, especially after what he went through with his illness. He proved that he could still be a valuable player with his performances for Middlesbrough. I'm sure I'm speaking for all City fans in that we hope to see him back at the club in some capacity, back where he belongs. Good luck, Sol. Forever a bluebird. That's from Tony, who's a Cardiff City uh, supporter. Um, one of the big stories today is about Harry Maguire, and you would have heard us talk about that a little yeah. bit earlier on. Um, have you ever been in a situation where you felt as if the club are indicating to you that it's time to move on? Yeah, absolutely. I left Leeds uh, in exactly similar circumstances. I've done the pre-season with um, Gabby Monk as a manager. Everything went well. I was the captain of the club. And just, I think it was actually a day before the transfer window shot, Gary Monk said to me, he's changed his plan, he's going to bring other players. And obviously me being captain, I need to move on. So I think it's a difficult circumstances because... I, I, I left, I decided to, left, to leave Scotty because I wanted to play football. And, you know, I mean, Maguire, you know, is a, I know he's not the captain anymore, but when you play for a massive club like United, there's so many games and they're back in the Champions League. I'm sure at some point he thinks he's going to have his chance and he can probably prove like he deserves to play. So it's not as straightforward that people say, just move and go and play and you just want to stay for the money. He go deeper than that. So me being in that situation, I understand he's probably got a law on his head at the minute and he's just going to sit down with agent and family and make decision then. Would he not be a little bit embarrassed though about being stripped of the captaincy? Uh, he'd be upset and I think he did mention it. He, he said like he, he, that hurt him. He would hurt anybody, you know, captain of a massive club like that when you, you know, 
the manager said you're not going to be captain anymore. He's definitely going to hurt you. But he, he proved that all his career, the way he he, he went through his career and ended up at Man United, he, he's resilient. He's going to come back from that. I've got no problem. I've got no no doubt with it. But I think he's he's a good player. I think he's low on confidence. You know, he's good for England. I know you guys always have a debate like he never let England down. But Man United fan, I know happy with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but I think he's 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 a very good player. He proved that. I think the the price tag of eighty million is a big price tag, but it's no it's no his fault. So and you know when you play for Man United, you're always going to be in scrutiny and all that. So you know I feel sorry for him at times, but he's a top player. Have you, has he ever come for you this one? No, you never. Know, to be fair, Cooks is good at calls for me. You know, always you know what good. he's like. He's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a bit of uh, uplifting <laughs> d- debate rather than you just trying to have pot shots at me. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.